Ah, uh, yes. Welcome to the Two Fit Podcast, episode four. My name is Brandon Walker. I'm Sarah Hollyhead. We're glad to be here. We're glad you're here. We have so many, literally tens of fans, uh, and we love you guys. <laughs> uh, so, uh, But we're hoping to increase that, but we'll talk about that a little bit later. Our fan base. But we do appreciate you listening, those of you that are uh, out there in internet world. Uh, Sarah, do you have any news from the front? And by the front, I mean uh, the gym. Because if you don't, I have two things to say about the gym this week. Well, I did tell you about that couple that I think might be uh, rivaling us for no, there are no rivals. And I don't know, you weren't there, man. Well, I don't know about this. I'm gonna have to see this rival couple because when we go, (laughs) we work. When we do work out together, we do we do pretty hard stuff. We do a Marine Corps workout, and we do. Uh, this workout called the beach body workout. We do a couple other workouts at the gym. Okay. So I was, um, you know, the, okay. Do you know those machines where you, uh, they're like crunch machines, right? But you can adjust the weight on them so that you can adjust the weight of your, your crunches. I'm not really explaining that real well. Are you sitting up or are you? Right. You're sitting up. And you can adjust the weight on the crunches. And so you have the bars kind of above your head and you're pulling it this down. This is the one that you do while you watch the people in the dance class, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is where I get a good view of the dance room. But, okay, so I was doing that and I alternate between that machine and the one next to it. I just kind of go back and forth because they do a little bit different uh, work. And so this gentleman came up and he started working out on that machine. And I felt really bad for him because he was, he was a bit overweight, but... The, the waft of smoke that came from him as he walked to the machine. S- s- literally, he'd obviously just smoked right before he, c- he came in. And he was working so hard, and I wanted to just say, that's awesome that you're here, <laughs> you know? That's awesome that you're doing this, but it's probably going to be better for you if you don't smoke, certainly not right before your workout, but just maybe if you quit, you'd probably be on a road to health, you know what I mean? Like, do you ever see people you just want to talk to them and, and tell them that they could probably be doing better if they did something else? <laughs> Maybe the priorities. You need to know. look at the priority list and say, why don't we tackle this one first and then... Yeah. You know, if I was but his trainer, I would have said that, but I wasn't. I'm just... I didn't really even talk to him. But I just I felt bad for the guy. I'm like, that's that's awesome that you're making the effort, but if you would quit smoking, you would... Well, I would look at it this way. Maybe uh, at some point he'll say, you know, I want to be able to work out, move to the next level in my workout, and I can tell the smoking is keeping me from doing that. So one more reason to quit. But everybody knows that smoking's bad, right? It's not the 50s anymore where, like, they had ads with doctors on them going like, ah, smoke is great for your lungs and it helps your conversational skills. And those ads that they used to have, like, pretty much everybody knows that it's bad for you, right? You, would you say that yeah. every, everybody knows? Okay. Right. But that, I mean. But it's still an issue. Though. I mean, it's still, it, people are addicted to, to cigarettes and it's tough. I, I really feel for him. I really do. I felt for this guy. All right. So at the same time, this, I was having this uh, mental conversation in my head with this guy that I didn't really have in real life that I might have, should have had and maybe did, I don't know, maybe next time. There's these girls that were over on the treadmill. It always comes back to girls at the gym, right? You always do. I don't know. But it's because when you're on that machine, there you can't. You just look, and there are people around you, and you're facing straight ahead. 
So there's these treadmills, and I saw them doing something I've never seen anybody do. Have you ever seen people do like a, an aerobics routine while they're on the treadmill? No, I've seen people do lunges. On these the girls were doing, so. they were together. Like, I guess they were working out together, but they had like six different moves that they were doing while they were going on the treadmill at full speed. Like, they would turn around and be facing the opposite direction. And I guess they'd be walking backwards and they started doing like knee lifts and twists. I mean, there's not a whole lot that you can do while you're walking forward. And I was like, that's, that seems really productive. Like they, they seemed to be really into it. Like they were really hardcore. So they were walking. They were walking fast. Yeah. Like almost at a jogging pace, but they were adding moves to it. And I was like, that's, that's a great idea. So the next time, uh, those of you who are in the audience and you're thinking, wow, I love the treadmill. It's my favorite thing. Here's a way to spice up the treadmill. <laughs> and that is to add some twists and some moves Throw to it. Throw some abs and upper some body abs. in there. Absolutely. Um, all right. So last week we started talking. The subject last week was staying fit on the road. And in case you didn't hear last week's episode, I'll kind of do a over, real quick recap we broke it down into five tips for staying fit on the road. And uh, the first one was basically understanding that your body is your most important business tool. And we talked about just respecting your body while you're on a business trip in the same way you would respect your laptop or any uh, equipment that you use. And that's why getting good hotels is important. Uh, You know, getting hotels with good food nearby or good gyms and that kind of thing. Uh, You need to be able to relax and sleep. We kind of covered that. And we talked about number two, which was don't take a vacation from your fitness routine. You should always do something while you're on the road. Don't have a vacation mentality when it comes to to working out. Do we have time for a story? Of course. Okay, well, so I was in New Mexico and Albuquerque on Thursday and Friday last week. I know that there's a certain gym that has a Stairmaster, my favorite. So I make an effort go to the gym, pay my daily fee for a day pass. And then as soon as I get in there and I get back there, I notice they've got all of the Stairmasters roped off, that they're doing some kind of construction back there. They couldn't have left one open for No, you. I was just like, I thought about sneaking over there and maybe I could just kind of, because the Stairmasters were fine. They were just working in that area. So I thought, okay, well now I've got to kind of live by my own advice and <laughs> change it up a little bit. So, yeah, I had a few minutes where I was a little upset, rearranged, got things back together, new plan. I could totally see the look on your face when you saw that. Like, <laughs> so what did you what did you do instead of the treadmills? I ended up doing intervals on the uh, treadmill. I think it would have been funny. Wait, on the treadmill that mm-hmm. was broken? No, it was the stairmaster that was. Oh, the stairmasters were broken. Yeah. Well, they were roped off. They okay. weren't broken. They were just roped off because they were working back. Maybe there. they were like for VIPs or something. I don't know, but last time I went over there, that wasn't the case. That's sp- that's why I go to that gym. That's why. Wouldn't it be I'm funny if you just like busted through the tape and just got <laughs> on it anyway? And like they, they, they tried to get me off there. Yeah, Ma'am, you're like, no, these are- <laughs> I won't go. I paid my ten dollars. Paid my ten dollars. <laughs> I have every right to be on this stairmaster. So Sarah's a great example of staying fit on the road and making a commitment. So you could have just turned around and been like, oh, screw this, going to Baskin-Robbins, going to go get some ice cream or McDonald's or wherever. But you, uh, you worked out. That's good. So yeah, don't take a vacation from your fitness routine. If you have a fitness routine, uh, there's always plenty of things you could do. I thought of this. I didn't mention this last week. 
I think the best piece of equipment that you could take on the road with you uh, is some exor- is exercise bands, like resistance bands, tubes. And I, that's what I take with me. I take a 100-pound resistance band with two handles on it, and I use it anytime I'm in a place that doesn't have weights. You could use it in a uh, 100 different ways. And that's one of those things that doesn't weigh, it weighs like two pounds. You can pick those up anywhere, and if you have any questions about resistance bands, send me an email at brandon at fitwithb.com. That is the proper email address. All right, so back to last week. We ended with talking about step number three or tip number three, which is to eat smart while you're on the road. And that a lot of people think that it's impossible to do when actually in 2011, it's, I wouldn't say easy to do, but certainly doable if you set your mind to it and come up with kind of a plan for it. A couple of things that we talked about last week are bringing your own snacks with you if you travel on a plane or if you are going to be driving. And it's a lot easier to just pick them up at 7-Eleven or a restaurant, uh, you know, fast food. But if you plan ahead, bring some food with you, bring some snacks, vegetables, nuts, that kind of thing. Um, it, It ends up being a lot cheaper in the long run and healthier for you, right? Right. All right, so things to be aware of. Last week I was in... Kansas City. This week I was in Kansas City. And uh, when you travel alone, you know, you, you don't have anybody. We're going to talk about accountability in a minute. But when you when I travel, I'm almost always alone. And so I, I kind of just go to whatever restaurant seems cool at the time. I'll do Yelp on my phone and figure out the closest nice restaurant or decent restaurant. So I went to this Italian restaurant. It was very sort of, I wouldn't say really high upscale but like mid upscale is that even a term and so i i uh, <laughs> i sat down and they i ordered and they brought out an awesome salad this amazing green salad with uh you know the light italian dre- dressing and everything it was beautiful and then the unthinkable happens <laughs> this is the problem with eating out is they bring out a bowl like a basket of bread, like right out of the oven, like a whole loaf. And this is just me by myself here. And it was a whole full-size loaf of bread and a little thing of butter. Yeah. Now, this is great for me because I'm, as you know, trying to gain weight. So I'm not really worried about this. Although, you know, eating bread is not going to help me gain the kind of weight that I want to. I'm not worried about calories. I'm, I'm neat. But for the average person that's trying to lose weight in that situation – it's almost impossible. So what do you what do you do if you go into a restaurant? Can you, you know, to avoid the bread? I mean, you literally you have to have the fortitude to be able to say, let's let's skip the bread, let's skip the butter, or you know, something before like that, it right? even gets there. Yeah, before it even gets That's there. That's what I think. You know, hey, if you, if you guys have bread, when whenever they take your drink order. I don't need chips and I don't need bread. <laughs> yeah, so you're in a different type of situation. When you travel, you're always with people pretty much when you're eating. Well, when I go out from take customers out for lunch, you know, I always have somebody with me. So that's that's tough when cuz they usually want chips or bread or whatever. So um I can't really say that in that kind of a situation and you know, I know we've talked about that before. It's a little different dynamic when you have customers or you have um even coworkers that you might not see all the time when you're traveling, like sales meetings, you see them once a year. Um, so sometimes it's a little different situation. You're, you have people there and you don't see all the time. You kind of want to be, you know, along with the group, 
especially I don't know if we're gonna talk about it later, but with drinking things like that, you know, it, it's harder to to say no, just don't bring any because there's a lot of other people involved. So, I think the idea is uh, is to avoid temptation by not allowing that that whatever tempting thing is to be even an issue. Like if the bread doesn't, if, if you just tell them ahead of time, don't bring bread, then it's much easier right. to, because later if you, if you decide to break down on the temptation, you have to physically get the waiter and say, okay, I changed my mind. Whereas if you just say, Hey, don't bring the bread. That's probably the, uh, an easier route I think to deal with. And it. I'm sure some people, I know myself included, if they set the bread down you kind of feel, well, I should at least try it. Cause I mean, yeah. it's right there and otherwise they're going to take it and, whatever they do with it, hopefully (laughs) give it to one of the guys that works there. I don't know what they, but, uh, so you kind of feel like it's wasteful also. So it's better. I think if you just don't even see it, you don't have it in front of you, you know, keep that temptation away. If you can, sometimes you can't. Restaurants are tough. I mean, because the idea of most, especially nicer restaurants, they're much more concerned with how good the food tastes than how healthy it is. Now, there, there are healthy options usually in, in ways around certain things, but it, it could be a challenge. And so maybe my, my advice on this is to pr- just to prepare ahead of time for it. Like know the restaurant that you're going to. If you, if you can, go online, look on the menu, pick out something healthy and kind of set your mind to it and say, when I get there, I'm going to have this and I'm not going to have this. And just uh, decide ahead of time because if, if in the moment, you may ha- have a bit of weakness there right. um, and it may be tough. So, you know. And that's why, I mean, I know people laugh at me, but usually when I go, when I travel in the evenings, I'm by myself and have dinner. I try to find a Chick-fil-A because I know what is healthy to eat there. And so I try to kind of stick to that. That way there's no surprises or you know, I can't find anything healthy. I'm, I'm probably, you know, I already know what to expect at Chick-fil-A. Or yeah. So I think that's good to have that as a plan. I think people blame fast food on their inability to, to lose weight or, or to stay fit while they travel, when in reality, you could eat at Chick-fil-A every day and eat something relatively healthy. Like what you get, I know what you get, you get the wraps, right? Mm-hmm. The, the grilled chicken wraps, certainly compared to the fried version, that's, that's healthy. And although we both like the waffle fries, if you skip the waffle fries and go with the fruit cup or um, salad, salad, the side salad, have the side salad, have some uh, unsweetened iced tea, then there you go. You've got a, basically a healthy meal there for a, a low price and you're not cheating on your, on your nutrition. And it tastes good, I think. You could even do that at McDonald's. There's ways to eat healthy at every fast food. Well, not every, but Chick-fil-A most fast food. Though. <laughs> I don't think, yeah, it does, yeah. I'm trying to think, I don't know, if you go to White Castle, you're pretty much, don't even, just go ahead and write off (laughs) the rest of your life. If you like White Castle, it's the nastiest, worst thing you could eat. Uh, I'm glad we're not sponsored by White Castle. (laughs) We're sponsored by Gatorade, Lemon Pepino Gatorade. We're, We're not literally sponsored by them, but I mention them every time and I'm mentioning them now. It's wishful thinking. I still love them. I still love it. Okay, so things like, Breakfast buffets at hotels. Do you ever eat at those? Well, usually I um, go work out. So I'll go do some cardio in the morning. If they have a treadmill, I'll do that. And then on my way back up to the room, I'll grab a light yogurt. And then some of them have like some kind of an omelet. Mm-hmm. 
Have you seen? Where them? they make them themselves right there on. Sometimes they do, but sometimes they have the ones that's already made. It's like a cheese omelet, but you can take that cheese off and then just have the egg. Yeah. You know, which I'm sure they put a few other things in there, but it's out of everything else, the pastries, you know, we've talked What's about the, the part that you smell? You know what? I woke <laughs> up the other day. I guess I was in uh, Roswell, New Mexico. And you know what woke me up before my alarm did? The smell of the fresh cooked waffles from downstairs. Yeah. You know where they make the waffles? You go and you dump the little thing in there and you mm-hmm. cook it. Guys, please just avoid those at all costs. If you're if you're trying to lose weight and trying to be healthy, if you eat the, one of those waffles, Lord knows how many calories. I'd, I'd say it's probably at least a thousand calories before you put on the butter and syrup and everything else. Would you say? I'm not sure. I'd say a thousand, but it's probably at least a good four hundred just for the waffle. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm thinking of those giant ones though. They're, they just seem so big. That's something I maybe we'll check on. Be careful of breakfast buffets. Again, uh, avoid the temptation. Or you could go and just get get some fruit, get some uh, you know granola, get some light yogurt. There's there's usually options down there. Sometimes mm-hmm. there's not, and if there's not, then flee the temptation. Take off. Well, go somewhere. Have some kind of cereal that's not too bad, like raisin bran or something like that. So if you get that and then some fruit and you know maybe an omelet and take the cheese out, sure. <laughs> something like that. But but plan ahead. All right, so don't eat the pastries. That's what we <laughs> Those things. Sometimes don't they, even they look, look at so the good, pastries. <laughs> That's probably a thousand calories. I'll give you one that. of those pastries. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's move on to number four. Uh, number four tip is just to be careful of bad habits, to avoid bad habits. And I just made a note of some bad habits that typically appear when you're on the road. And again, it's it's that mentality of hey, I'm on the road for business, but I'm going to take a vacation mentality. Um, things like drinking. Some people smoke on the road. They never smoke in their normal lives, but they get stressed out while they're working or they, the, just the, the stress of travel and they pick up smoking. Um, or if you're drinking, I've heard a lot of people say that they yeah, sure, sure. smoke when they drink, especially if you're out with the gang you hadn't seen in a year. You know, that might be a, a temptation. Staying up all night, just because your habits are, are different from your normal daily routine just be careful of doing things that you wouldn't normally do. Uh, this is very embarrassing, but I'm uh, for the for full disclosure. Uh, a few years ago, I was on a trip by myself, and it was a very very stressful day. And I came to my hotel room, and I had, was in my head had decided that I wasn't going to be able to sleep. Like I just, I don't know what it was, but I was like, I don't feel like sleeping, but I, I have to go to sleep. I had to get up at like four 30 in the morning. So I was like, I've got to pass out as fast as possible, as quickly as possible, but I'm too stressed to just lay down and go to sleep. So I went and got a six pack of beer and I literally drank six beers within the course of probably five minutes just, and 30 minutes later, I may or may not have peed in the sink, but <laughs> it was a really bad decision to make that night because then I... I, I don't even know where to go with this. I woke up the next day feeling not good and feeling very embarrassed for myself. <laughs> and I, there was only a, one other person that I told about that. So now everybody that's listening knows the story. Our 10 people that are listening. <laughs> Literally tens of people that are listening. Um, so yeah, just be careful of bad habits like that, like peeing in the sink. I mean, that's not a good habit to get into for anybody really. 
That look you're giving me, you're just... I'm not saying anything. <laughs> it's probably safer. I'm going to move on then. Number five, last tip is be accountable. Find an accountability partner. That means have somebody that has your back when it comes to your habits on the road, your fitness, your uh, diet, those kind of things. And if, if it's a person that's with you, that's even better. A coworker or somebody that could kind of just go, hey, remember we're going to ease up on the drinking this weekend uh, or we're not going to uh, you know, go crazy at this, the steakhouse. Just the, the, it's a lot easier when you have somebody that's, that's going with you, wouldn't you say? Well, somebody, I mean, you might not necessarily have somebody there with you, but somebody to kind of tell, you know, talk to maybe either text or something like that or just say, you know, I'm still on track. I, you know, I told you this before I was going to go a friend, maybe, you know, Hey, this week I'm on business. I'm going to try to drink one less beer every night than I normally do. Stay on track and tell people, you know, that kind of a thing. Just in, in life in general, it's not, it's, it's good to have people that can, that can help you out and they can, they can kind of lift you up and give you the motivation that you may not have for yourself. And, and that's, that's, really the essence of having a trainer. And that's why I, I think it's a good idea to have a trainer if, uh, if you're not able to properly motivate yourself. And you know yourself better than anybody else. So you know if you're able to, to resist those types of temptations. So, But yeah, find somebody that, that'll help you stay accountable. So there you go. Uh, five tips for staying on the road. Again, understanding your body is your most important business tool. Don't take a vacation from your fitness routine. Eat smart while you travel. Be careful of bad habits and find an accountability partner. One, two, three, four, five. So now we're going to move into our, well, my personal favorite part of the show, and that is news with Sarah from the fitness world. And speaking of drinking, don't you have uh, an article about drinking today? Well, several things, and we were kind of talking about that earlier. Um, There's been a lot of stuff in the news about moderate drinking, the benefits of moderate drinking. So, uh, so define what? How do they define moderate? Well, that's the problem. <laughs> moderate drinking for a woman is can, is defined as one drink per day. So one glass of wine, like a five ounce glass of wine, uh, twelve ounce beer. Um, then for men, they get one extra, so they get two. All right, we get two. Yeah, sweet and lucky. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but then the benefits they found of that are things like, um, you know reduced chances of heart attack or stroke and also um, reduction in memory loss as you age. So, but the thing is, of course, I mean, always going back to moderation, one glass for women, two for men. So I know for a lot of people that's tough. And then if you start, if you have more than that, then the, you know, benefits are kind of outweighed by the, the potential negative effects of it so it's it's a fine line i think <laughs> and, you know if you can if you can do that if you can have one a day great you're doing something good for yourself but if you're having an issue with you can't draw the line there then it's probably better not to have any and we're gonna do a, a whole episode on alcohol and fitness uh sometime in the near future maybe in the next couple of weeks um because these rules may not apply to you if you are in uh the midst of a type of diet or a routine in which you've taken alcohol out. Right. And that's one of those things that I, if I'm talking to somebody or if I'm counseling someone or if I'm training somebody that's really trying to drop heavy weight quickly and, and 
I, I tell them just to drop alcohol altogether. And usually, for most people, that's not too hard to do unless you have, uh, well, I'm not saying unless you have a problem with it. Some people do. But um, in just in general, general fitness moderation is always a, a good approach to it. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, definitely. And that's why I say in that kind of a case where you have something whether you have any kind of medical issues or things like that where you shouldn't be having alcohol, then in that kind of a case, these benefits that they're talking about would be outweighed by the potential negative effects. So, I mean, we're, we're talking about for the average, normal, you know, somewhat healthy person that doesn't have any medical complications. So, And another thing I found, uh, this is not related to drinking or anything like that. But I thought this is interesting as a woman. Brandy might not find this as interesting, but we're always obsessed about the size of clothing. And we talked about this earlier about how guys sizing is always in inches and women's is all this, you know, mystical size eight or 10 or six. And it, what is a size zero? Like I've heard that. What does that even mean? I've never been a size zero. I can tell but, you that. But how can you be a size zero? That doesn't make any sense. I don't see. That's the thing. There's this ambiguous sizing for women. I mean, it's just, it's kind of, and that's the whole thing that the article was talking about is that basically they're manipulating the sizing, um, to sell more clothing. So, um, the more expensive clothes are, you know, the higher the designers, the more expensive designers are actually marking their clothes as a smaller size, but then increasing the actual dimensions of the size. So where you might go to um, somewhere like Walmart and see a pair of pants that was a size eight, um, you know, you would see basically that same size in, um, you know, Nordstrom's or something, you might see that as a size six, those same dimensions. So, um, you know, just interesting how the whole psychological side of it that women, especially, I mean, I know myself, I've done that before too, or I'll try something on and it says, oh, it's a size six. And I think, well, I'll just try that and see, and it fits. And I'm like, wow, you know, it's a size six and it looks good. I'm going to buy it. <laughs> I don't care if it's full price. I'm going to go ahead and buy it. And Well, uh, let's hereby make a stand for truth in sizing. Well, I think it's a good I'm point. I'm going to run on that campaign. <laughs> truth in sizing starts now. It's a good point to say, hey, you know, don't get all, I mean, don't get sidetracked by the sizing, by the numbers. Same way with your scale. Don't get so focused on the numbers that you forget what the whole purpose is. And that is to try to be healthier and to try to, you know, improve yourself. And so what the numbers might say in your sizing, um, you know, don't go just off that. So, which I have a hard time doing myself. So I understand how that's difficult for, especially for women. When you start talking about all this stuff, it really, it sounds like a foreign language to me because I'm just like, medium yeah you don't even know what size you large <laughs> I'll, I'll wear a medium shirt i'll wear a large shirt i do know so if you had to go up in a size and we don't do it that way we go I up mean, in inches well, if i go up in size it goes from like from a, a medium to a large shirt is very different but i feel for you i genuinely do i feel for you and all the women who are struggling with the sizing issue and i proclaim hereby my candidacy for the 
platform of truth and sizing. Truth and sizing. <laughs> All right. Uh, a couple of shout outs this week. We got some emails. Uh, Kevin in Dallas says, I listened to your first two podcasts. They were very good, very entertaining and informative. You two are good together. You feed off each other well. Thank you, Kevin. And Kevin also says, I'll be waiting for your next one. Well, good. Uh, John in Waco says, Brennan, I'm digging the new fitness blog. Keep them coming. And Kathy in Frisco says hi. And we say hi back to you, Kathy. Thanks for listening. And if you've got a comment or if you've got any questions or anything we could help you with on the show, if you've got any ideas as to what you would like us to talk about or any way we could make the show better, feel free to send us an email at brandon at fitwithb.com. Or you could also write Sarah at S-A-R-A, no H, Sarah at fitwithb.com as well. You could also, uh, we're on, on the web, fitwithb.com slash two fit. And we'd love to ask our listeners if you enjoy the show if you're liking what you're hearing please subscribe on itunes let's just go to the itunes app go to the itunes store put in the number two fit and our podcast will come up and you could subscribe from there and put in a few stars and put in a review if you like but uh other than that we'll see you next week this is brandon walker and i'm sarah hollyhan and we say get fit and be well <laughs>